Oktoberfest, the show where we're drinking Oktoberfest beers and we're watching shark movies and we're talking about all of it. I'm one of your hosts, Logan Nielsen, and joining me as always is my co-host and resident brewmeister, Dustin Pixie. Hi, Dustin. Hi, Logan. How are you? I'm good. I'm st- this is the level I'm starting at. This, well, uh, this is where I'm at right now. You keep it up there, buddy. I'm trying to. Well, you know why? I, I'm, I'm trying to force myself to be a little more peppy. One, because, you know, these shows involve us drinking beer. Which ends in us being numb and, <laughs> and just quiet. But I'm also trying to keep myself perked up because I'm I'm getting a little down, Dustin. This is our last week. Yeah. It's the final week of Sharktoberfest. I can't believe we're already here. I know. It's it's weird how this month has both flown by and felt like nine months, which I think is pretty apropos for the year of 2020. Yeah, it fits in right it in line really, with 2020. Yes. Really, yes. Really, uh, yeah, the... the the theme of this year is uh, time has no meaning anymore, uh, and you'll consistently feel like you're having a good time, but also in hell. It's interesting. It's an interesting way to live. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could do this podcast to go in line with uh, 2020. Me too, because it'll be the last thing ever, because everything's going to go away. Well, sorry. That's sorry. Dark. You sorry you heard it here first. <laughs> Woo. On the, no. Uh, but yeah, this is our this is our last week. Of Sharktoberfest. It's been quite a journey. We have some fun episodes uh, planned this week to to bring her home, I guess. Yeah. Uh, this first one, you know, we're we're going a slightly different route. I know we went rogue last week, and we really went off the rails. Yeah, we're gonna try to rein it in a little a more little, this week. A little bit. A little but, bit. But this, you know, this episode we're starting off the week. We're not doing a shark movie. No. We're doing a shark cartoon. A shark tune. Shark, t- I like that. Thank you. Hashtag Shark Tune. Uh, <laughs> but we're watching. We watched a couple episodes of Street Sharks. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Jossum. Oh, I forgot that yeah. was that was in there. Right, that was right yes. there. You had that right in front of you. Um, but of course, you know, even though it's a kids' movie, but we're grown ups, so we can drink beer while we watch it. Yeah, that makes it a little better. We can drink beer while we watch a kids' cartoon. Yeah, we're who's, gonna we're gonna anyway. Who says we can't? Huh? Speak up! I told you this is the level I'm starting yeah, you're, at. You're keeping it up. Sorry, I'm just I'm jacked today, Dustin. What is the beer we're drinking with Street Sharks? All right, so we're gonna drink a beer from the brewery that is Exile Brewing Company. This is out of Des Moines, yes, yes, Iowa, which is where the state we're in. That's the state we're in currently, That's right the now. State we're currently in, yeah. And this is a city in it. Yeah, we're keeping it local this week. Yeah, we yeah. actually are. Yeah, yeah. To not to tease ahead too much, but we got yeah, you know, we got some local brews. That we're doing, but uh, Exile, just Exile Oktoberfest, makes it easier when they're called Oktoberfest. Some of the other ones we've had, because what the one we had last week that was like Bob's Forty Seven, yeah, and, and Staghorn. And yeah, as I was putting in the like the episode info for the podcast episode, I was just like, "What the hell is it called?" <laughs> I had to like, I had to re-listen to what we what is uh, Bob's Forty Seven? Gotcha. But Exile Oktoberfest, uh, five point nine percent alcohol by volume, um. Says it's a lager. Where's the? Oh, there we go. Twelve fluid ounces. Um, it's got a little, just a little line here on the label. 
uh, vertically, but an old world tradition enjoyed in the new world. Ooh, clever exile, clever. I like that. It's not bad. So got some stuff. Oh, oh, here we go. Oh, I actually, I actually like this. Little I, I read it ahead. This yeah, is good. This <laughs> it is, is good. This info they have at the back of the bottle, I'm actually a fan of. Button up your later hosen. You'll be feeling so fine. It's an Oktoberfest party. Grab a schnitzel and Stein. Uh, the way that starts with button up your later hosen, you'll be feeling fine. You'll be feeling so fine. That sounds like I wrote it. That <laughs> it feels like a song. Like it should be a song. It, well, yeah, it's got a little rhyme to it. Button up your later hosen. You'll be feeling so fine. It's an Oktoberfest party. Grab a schnitzel and Stein. Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. <laughs> Why'd you leave me, October? I don't know why I made it a Ryan Adams song, but that's. <laughs> it, it felt like that was the direction we were going in. I don't in, know yeah. why. That's where I made it. But all right, well, let's, uh, let's crack these open. Let's give it a sample. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Do it. Okay. I also like too. There, the art on the front is is a lady who's just holding way too many friggin' mugs. Well, the one next to him, it's a guy who has like you know the beer cap dispenser. Well, this is oh, two but steins. It's mugs. Oh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> okay, I. I'm enjoying the art on the Exile bottle. Oh, I missed. Hold. I missed. Oh, oh God. Oh. Oh, oh shit. Oh. oh, there. Oh, thank God. Jesus. Oh, whew. man. And we'll be right back after this break. <laughs> New from Mattel, it's the Sharktoberfest action figures. Awesome. Collect them all and their special abilities. Pixley with his sonic beer-opening action. Logan with his instant hashtag-making ability. Hashtag fatbacks! And Jason Statham with his power kicks and deductive reasoning. And tap their fists together for a power clink. The new Sharktoberfest playset. Collect them all! Each item sold separately. All right, let's clink these. All right. Ah, uh, that's good. Feels good when you have a clink. You know, because we had those the cans a couple of times in a yeah. row, so like you forget. I miss the clink, and when they we don't, don't pick have it. up. As I found out listening back, I know just, it's just us. This dead silence of, <laughs> and then you hear us go, "Nope, nope." <laughs> Let's give a sample. That's tasty. It's good. I they like did, that. They did a really good job. I like it. The beginning's really nice. Mm-hmm. The end has a nice finish, mm-hmm. but the middle is missing a little something. I agree with that. It, it's not as flavorful as some of our favorites that we've right. done this month but it's really crisp yeah it's really clean when we were uh the word i have for it that is not right but it's what's in my heart it's crunchy it just it has a i don't know that's the best way i can describe it i like it and i'm gonna push real hard i'm gonna write a letter to the beer people yeah and see if we can get crunchy in there put crunchy in the beer lexicon yes of, of official descriptors yeah i don't I mean, know it's because it i'm now gonna define it with an even dumber set of words but it it dances on the teeth <laughs> oh that's good it dances on the teeth <laughs> if that makes sense we'll, we'll put that with the description and when we put it in the lexicon it'll be crunchy <laughs> dances on the teeth crunch's definition dances on the teeth people know exactly yeah what you're talking I about. like i'm creating my own beer terminology from this show because i don't know anything about beer it'll be fun if we're at a pub sometime and you're just throwing this out like Bro, that's mm. a that's a real crunchy beer. Yeah, there. no, it's a real crunchy lager. It really dances on the teeth. No, that's not bad though. No, I'm enjoying this one. Yeah, I like this one. Yep. Uh, they don't have a lot of information on their brewery on their website, at least. Um, it just I don't know. It's got this weird little like, just vague sonnet about. <laughs> 
but beer fulfills our purpose. It cultivates our community of free spirits, oddballs, and outsiders. It ties us together and builds our festivities. The product of an unparalleled commitment to innovation and quality, it's our labor of love for our uncommon family. Welcome to exile. We're far from ordinary. We meticulously brew, package, and test all of our beer at our historic brewery in Des Moines. Exile is available for distribution throughout and only in Iowa. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's kind of cool. I've been to their, their, oh, have tap, you? their little brew pub house thing. Yeah? It's, is it nice? Is it nice? Yeah. It was a good one. I liked it. Cool. And then, but they have that just kind of vague, just a vague celebration of beer, which I guess I appreciate. Instead of being like, here's our story, instead it's just like, no, beer's good. Yeah, it's kind of that thing we talk yeah. about in movies where they just sort of like bypass that part. Where <laughs> it's not important. Just drink it. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about time travel. Just get uh, and then underneath it is everyone who works at the brewery. And, you know, not trying to uh, fire any shots here, but it does look like, as you said, Dustin, 15 pictures of the same guy. Uh, it's all just the same bearded white fella, a couple of ladies, which I appreciate. But uh, generally, I'd like to sneak my photo on there and see if anyone notices that I don't actually <laughs> work there. Uh, you know, and this I'm not this is also not in because We're both from Iowa. We don't look too far off from these guys, kind of. It. I look at this group though. This looks like a bunch of guys who started a brewery in Iowa. I'm just. I'm just saying. We're not far off on that one. I'm just saying. It looks like we went to high school with most of these guys, and I don't know any of them at all. It does look like a yearbook page out of our. It really does. Ours, yeah. <laughs> well, Exile. Yeah, you got a little good little brew here. Well, good, good start. That is a good start. Well, then I don't know if, if we have anything else, and we want to get to the what is being. Oh God, some. Oh God, what is this? Oh, my God, shark news. We got shark news? We got shark news. Okay, so this is a story that was posted on October 22nd, 2020. So that's just last week. A 400-year-old shark found in the Arctic could be the oldest vertebrate on Earth. Did you say 400? 400-year-old shark. This is We've mentioned them once before in the show, but this is a Greenland shark, um, which are known to be like the longest living of the sharks. It says here they were trying to determine the ages of 28 Greenland sharks. So I don't hmm. I don't know how they did they find them all together or is yeah, this how a, do you know the a collection they were what? starting up but they were trying to uh, figure it out and they estimate that one of the females was about 400 years old. Um and then it says here I, w- I just want to see if anyone can wrap their mind around this but they utilized the method of radiocarbon dating to determine the age, which was otherwise considered very difficult to do. They they used a pulse of carbon-14 produced by nuclear tests in the 1950s for this perfect per, per, excuse me for this purpose, specifically studying the carbon dating that incorporated into the eye during development was used to determine the age of Greenland sharks. I don't really know what any of that meant really uh yeah i'm still processing but it's not ever going to be i'm not ever going to be done i've read i've read it a few times and i don't basically they had they have to use some sort of nuclear reaction to see how old sharks are guess what that's science bitch that's science bitch yeah so basically they had to do some sort of incredible hulk test (laughs) to find out the shark was old but lead author julius nielsen spelt the same as my name Probably a cousin, no, in your family. Dad? <laughs> a marine biologist from the University of Copenhagen. Oh, this, it could be. We have relatives in Denmark, yeah. actually. Uh, 
We had our expectations that we were dealing with an unusual animal, but I think everyone doing the research was very surprised to learn the sharks were as old as they were. Now, it says the sharks, so it must mean some of the other ones were old as hell, too. Oh, they found one of the other ones could be at least seven, 272 years old. Oh, man. So this is they found a, just a weird gaggle of old-ass sharks. <laughs> I don't know. I've watched one documentary, and I think they live like in Arctic temperatures. They do, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're called the Greenland shark because they live around Greenland. I don't quite get it, but okay. So we there's can, we can talk about it later too. Okay, you, I, you want me to explain it further to you later? Yeah, I feel like I can do it now. Oh, okay. Okay, so there's a country called Greenland. Okay. Okay. Is and it so, green? Uh, no. If I'm going to borrow a quote from. Uh, D2, the Mighty Ducks, it's that uh, Iceland is green, but Greenland is covered in ice. I remember specifically Okay. that being that, said. That does make sense. Okay. That does make sense. Yep. Uh, but so there's this country called Greenland. Yes. And these sharks mostly live around that country. So they call them Greenland sharks. Oh, yeah. Okay. You get it? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Kind of. <laughs> but yeah, because I, I looked them up and they, they have actually, I mean, I was about to say a small migration area even though it's literally from greenland and northern canada over to europe but they don't they don't have that cosmopolitan distribution we've yeah. talked about where they just i'm seeing the picture and it is yeah. it's pretty centralized for sharks as, as sharks go it's just kind of that little arctic area um is where they kind of mostly hang out and it looks like they're found along those coasts and i i wonder if they i wonder if it's an either or situation i think they stay pretty low yeah to the seafloor Probably. I think they do from what I it's a little it's, documentary thing I saw. It's also wild that it was a, like some of them are able to just make it that long. Not only that they are they have the ability to live four hundred years old, but that nothing fucked with it. Yeah. That they were able to live that long. Right. You think something would have attacked it or Which I mean is, they're pretty big, but still yeah. they're not very aggressive. They though. are big. They're they're one of the biggest uh breeds of shark. Yeah. They're they're big fellas. Don't they have a pretty tiny little mouth in the front? It kind of looks like it. They got yeah. They got a cute little punum. <laughs> yeah, they do. Look at that little look at that little mouth. Yeah, that's what they, they, <laughs> that thing is they, tiny. They, it's a big old shark, and then it looks like it's just going ooh <laughs> with the mouth it has on it. But uh, yeah, I think they're just big, so nothing really messes with them. And then if they yeah, if they live in Arctic temperatures, can live at really low in the ocean, you're not going to get messed with a ton. But uh, well, apparently they've got it figured out. Four hundred years old. They kind of, if you look at the picture from the side that's on here, don't they just kind of look like a big trout? Kind of those they, spots they have and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They they weirdly just kind of look like a little river fish. They don't really look like a shark from the side. No, not at all. You know, and we so our shark news last week was about uh, the fifty-year-old great white they found. Yep. That they call queen of the ocean, but like. Bullshit. Right? There's a 400-year-old matriarch rocking it. Why Why does the 50-year-old... That, that's a that's a kid. That's a, a young punk. This is classic Canada, just being way too nice. Way, that's true. The Canadians found it, and they're just like, well, you know, you'll just get to be boss then there, eh? <laughs> okay, so you had brought up the idea, though, before, about how they count rings on something. Yep. It says here... Determining the ages of some fish can be easily done by analyzing their otoliths, or ear stones, just like one would count the rings of a tree. But for sharks, which are made mostly of cartilage, calcified tissue may be hard to come by. Well, that's okay. That's just a fun fact. Fun fact that didn't really have any information on it. So 
Greenland sharks have a unique eye structure in that the lens grows throughout an animal's lifetime. The older an animal gets, the more layers are added to the lens. Oh, so they counted the rings on the Greenland shark's eye lens. That's what it was saying, the eye in the that's article. W- okay, so that's what it means. They were using the radio stuff going through, or the, the nuclear radioactivity, whatever, making Hulk sharks. But they could count the layers. But they count the layers of the eye. So we did figure it out. That's... Are we scientists? That's super interesting. I mean, well, no. <laughs> I don't think we're scientists just because we read a scientific article and definitely could not understand it right away. Okay. I think, if anything, it makes us definitely not scientists. Okay, I need to call my mom. And oh, you already told her that mm-hmm. you were a scientist? Yep. How did you... I was here. Okay. It says Greenland sharks reach maturity at 150 years of age. Oh, that's a, so. That's it. Just 150. Okay. Just it. it the way it's worded here too <laughs> is they were able to conclude that this species of shark reaches reach maturity only at about 150 years of age. Only. Only. Only a 150 year old shark. Just some young some young buck. Well, anyway. Well, well that's that was, our, that was cool. That's oh, our yeah. shark news. I think that's cool. That's cool as hell. Just think about that, everybody. There's a 400 year old shark out there. Luckily, it just has a little adorable mouth, so it's not going to hurt you at all. Yeah, you'll be fine. I wonder. I bet. I. I wonder if they attack people at all. Probably not. I, I it. actually. Is it there? says here the Greenland shark is an apex predator and mostly eats fish. It has never been observed hunting. Yeah, they're really elusive. They they're don't shy. Yeah, they're hard to find. Greenland sharks have also been found with remains of seals, polar bears, moose, and reindeer in their stomachs. I wonder if that mouth looks tiny, but just because of the picture the way it's set up, because that's a huge shark. It's a, so it is a big ass shark. It's probably so a bigger it's, mouth it's, than it, we it, think. It, <laughs> it's like a little. Su- <laughs> that's what it's doing. It's not going. Ooh, it's going. <laughs> it's sucking in. Maybe the land shark is that it gets on land and it hunts bears and deer. Hashtag land shark. We got a land shark. We got a friggin' land shark on our hands here. They have the lowest swim speed and tail beat frequencies, so they just kind of. They seem. They. I guess they're kind of big. And chill, and they eat whatever the hell they want, is what it sounds like. That's queen of the ocean. Right. That's queen of the ocean. Think about it. Yeah, they don't They don't give a fuck. They just they don't give a fuck. roll around and suck up food, I guess. Wow. The Greenland shark has the longest known lifespan of all vertebrate species. All vertebrate species? Like, as an all? As an all? I guess. 400 years, I would imagine. Okay. All right, Greenland sharks, y'all pretty badass. The Greenland sharks, they're they're poison? The Greenland sharks' poisonous flesh has a high urea content, which gave rise to the Inuit legend of Skalugswak, the first Greenland shark. The legend says that an old woman washed her hair in urine and dried it with a cloth. The cloth blew into the ocean to become Skalugswak. Another legend tells of a girl whose father cut off her fingers while drowning her, Jesus, with each finger turning into a sea creature, including Skalugswak. Or Skalugsuak. I'm not sure which way it is. Iglulik Inuit believe that the shark lives within the urine pot of Sedna, goddess of the sea. So this is a very piss-centric shark, I guess. Yeah. And consequently, its flesh has a urine-like smell and acts as a helping spirit to shamans. So I guess they have their skin is toxic and smells like pee. Another reason why they uh, are around so wrong. No one's going to fuck with a a piss shark. 
<laughs> Hashtag piss shark. <laughs> oh, that's another uh, movie I'm going to pitch is piss shark. Is he going to tell the story of the woman washing her hair and pee and throwing the... W- that would be such a, a disrespectful movie if you made a movie about an Inuit legend and just called it piss shark. Yeah. That would be, that'd be a way to... Just completely disrespect Inuits. Yeah, and if you casted like <laughs> Tilda Swinton for the part, <laughs> yeah, just do a totally whitewashed movie about the legend of Skalugsuak <laughs> and call it Piss Shark. <laughs> uh, yep, that's Hollywood, baby. Uh, this holiday season, Tilda Swinton is Piss Shark. <laughs> Oh, someone make that poster. All right. <laughs> well, that all right. <laughs> That's shark news. Sorry, got a little sidetracked there. That's some interesting shit though about Greenland sharks. Yeah, I knew a little bit, but not that much. That's awesome. I I knew they were like the big old ones. I didn't know that their skin is toxic. Yeah, because it says here like they have they can be eaten, but they if the meat is eaten without pretreatment, it it produces effects similar to extreme drunkenness. Occasionally, sled dogs that eat the flesh are unable to stand up because of this effect. Wow. Similar toxic effect occur with re- with a related, uh, with the related Pacific sleeper shark, but not in most other shark species. Okay. Well. So there's some, some weird boozy piss sharks out there. I don't, interesting. Okay. All okay. Right. Hey. All right. Sharks, you get more interesting the more we dive in. Yeah, we find out each time something new that we yeah. never would have come across. Never would have had a reason. About this wonderful podcast. Absolutely. Well, I guess before we uh, get into our uh, our our feature presentation, which isn't a feature presentation, it's cartoons, uh, do we have any hashtag fast facts? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I got some. Do those. Oh, woo. Um, the pickings are getting slim, so... Mm. I decided to just wow. Work. I didn't know that because we covered tents last time, so you didn't. Yeah, <laughs> had a feeling. Give it away. Had a feeling we were getting to the bottom of the barrel there. Um, I just focused it on some of the focused it in. Jesus, focused Christ. it in. Oh, I'm just glad you finally fucking misspoke this episode because I'm all over the goddamn place. <laughs> I focused on the beers that are served there. Okay. Uh, top six I picked because mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> we're the bosses. <laughs> yeah, you got no one to report to. Uh, okay, before I get started, I want to tell you the most common style is the Helles. Okay. And that is a traditional German pale lager beer mm-hmm. produced chiefly in southern Germany, particularly Munich, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Uh, the German word hell can be translated as bright, light, or pale. Oh, okay. I just want to get that out there because most of these styles are that. Okay. For, the, for like their flagship beers, you know. Okay. So, Augustiner. Mm-hmm. I've heard of them. Okay. Most of these you probably I've seen some of these even in stores here, so that means okay. I'm pretty sure they're they're yeah. out there. Augustiner, the monks of Augustinian. Yeah, that's right. Is that a di- oh, it's a different one? I'm just going through like the brewery itself, a little little. Oh, okay, so this is about Augustiner. Yeah, so okay. the monks of Augustinian order founded a brewery in 1328. Wow, and that's still today. That's still there. Um, it's still under private ownership. 51% to like a private person. The rest is out there, but okay. So that's kind of. Kind of cool. I think that's cool. Uh, so their most popular beer is the Augustiner Heller, Hellas, like mm-hmm. we were talking about. Then we've got Hacker Shore, for sure. 
Spell that. S-C-H-O-R-R. P-S-C-H-O-R-R. Okay, yeah, I guess. Sure. 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 Sounds Canadian. Piss whore. No, that can't be right. (laughs) Why is there so much piss in this episode? I don't know. All right. Uh, This brewery was first mentioned in a document in 1417. Okay. Um, 18th century, uh, Joseph Pichur Mm -hmm. and Maria Theresa Hacker developed the brewery, so that's why it's got the two names. Okay. Then their sons took it over when they passed away. Okay. They split up, and then in 1972, that's when they um, sell under the same brand now. They still brew in separate breweries, but now they're kind of back together. Okay. Yep. So they're reconciling their marriage. It's something. Yeah. Okay. Some bad blood there. I don't. I don't know. I guess. But th- so the the w- it split when the kids took it over. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I don't. Yeah. They each took. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's like. Um, but I think down the road, as other family members inherited it, they decided that was dumb and decided to be pals again. Right. Well, that's like. Uh, it's it's Puma and. Maybe Adidas? No, not Adidas. But there's two shoe companies that were founded by a f- by brothers, and then they had their factories literally on other sides of a river, and they hated each other, and they just competed with each other. And it's two big shoe brands. I can't remember which ones exactly. <laughs> Why not, right? Yeah. Why not? Why not have a weird shoe rivalry? <laughs> weird Wes Anderson movie plot for you. <laughs> I don't know. Just that seems yeah, like a just, wi- seems like a whimsical movie to make about these competing I know, I, brothers. I just picture Bill Murray showing up and yeah, <laughs> as the fathers. I don't know. Uh, so the Weiss is their flagship, uh, which is a Hefeweizen. It's a wheat beer, mm-hmm. unfiltered wheat beer. They're delicious. Uh, the next I one do, is I do like a Hefeweizen. I do too. Um, Hofbrau, Hofbrau, which we Hofbrau. we discussed uh, in the tent. Yep. Fast fact. We talked segment. about that. Yeah. That's all. Keep going. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hofbrau House in Munich in 1589 that was founded. Mm-hmm. And it was founded by uh, Wilhelm uh, V, I think it looks like. He was a duke. <laughs> I really thought you were, gonna, you were trying to figure out the pronunciation of a German name. Well, I was like, like, oh, I was like the, going ahead, and I was like, you're like oh, the fifth. I, just, I just saw a V. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. That's, that is that's going to be the fifth. That is five. Uh, so he was the Duke of Bavaria. So this brewery was specifically for the royal type people, you know, Mm -hmm. at that time. But now um, there's 18 locations all around the world, eight in the USA. So you can find Hofbrau houses. Okay. It's kind of cool. They also did a Hellas as their main one. Polliner is another one. And that one I like a lot. Their their Hefeweizen is delicious, by the way. Okay. Um, So Monks again of Polliner. 1634, they started doing the their thing, their brewing thing. Yeah. Um, and they're one of the youngest in Munich. And they also popularized the style called Doppelbach. You ever heard of that one? I have not heard of Doppelbach. Okay. I, I, do, I recognize Bach. Yeah. <laughs> Bach is used in beer. But they, they kind of made that style popular. It wasn't back then at all. And then they, they were the leading force. Okay. And then uh, another one I have is Spatten. And that one we do have at our heavy. Oh, we do? Yep, I saw oh. it there. Uh, Spatten was founded in 1397. Spatten deserves the honor of being the first brewery to bring the Munchener, Munchener how? <laughs> Munich Pale to the market in 1894. <laughs> can, you, can you spell it for me? Um, it's M 
M-U-N-C-H-N-E-R. Okay, so probably Munchner. Munchner, I like um, that. I'm, I'm guessing. Because Munich, as we've covered, uh, the German word for Munich is München, okay. which is M-U-N-C-H-E-N, so München. So probably that's like a Munich something or other, Muncher, maybe. Maybe. I believe anything you maybe. tell me. That's true. Very gullible. That's true. Yeah. And they joined with another brewery in 1922 called Frasenskana. Ooh. They also make a del- delightful Hefeweizen. By the way, that sounds like a very good pronunciation, Dustin. That's because I've heard of that one and okay. I've known about them okay. for a while. <laughs> that, so. one, that one sounded very good. sounded practiced. <laughs> sounded, well, I've said it many times. It sounded clean. It sounded crisp. It sounded crunchy. It sounded crunchy. It sounded crunchy. You feel it on your teeth? It danced on my teeth. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's some of the beers that they feature nice. at Munich. So. Well, that's some some hashtag fest facts. Uh, I was just quick looking up to see if my uh, information about Puma and Adidas was bullshit, and it was not. I was correct. It's those two. There was two brothers, Puma and Adidas. Uh, the guy who started Adidas, his name was uh, Adolf Dassler, went by Addy, so Adidas. Oh, is kind of how that came about. The founder of uh, Puma, his brother, um, one of the things that said was that his political affiliation was the Nazi Party. Because these are German. Oh, so, man. So Pumas. I liked Pumas. Made by Nazis. Ah. Yeah. But yeah, those two brothers, they hated each other, so they started two separate factories, I believe. Apparently, they're both really fucking good at making shoes. No shit. I know. <laughs> those Nazi scientists really worked out <laughs> some great shoe technology. Oh, well. well those, those are my hashtag shoe facts. Look at everything you're learning. We got shark news. We got shoe facts. We got fest facts. It's it's such a weird class. Don't even send your kids to school. Just throw them on this podcast. Throw them on it. Open up Spotify on your computer. Bring up Sharktoberfest and throw your child onto it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe not. No. I stand by it. Oh, okay. Anyway. All right. Hashtag piss shark. Let's do it. <laughs> uh. Well, we got we watched some street sharks, or we watched a couple episodes. Watched a couple episodes. We got a we got a, a feel for it. Yeah. So we'll talk about that when we come back after this soundbite. That lousy gene slamming paradigm's gonna pay for this. Lighten up, guys. Maybe it's not all bad. I don't know about you, but I'm still hungry. Oh, well, we're back. Several days later. Uh... So, uh, I guess a little peek behind the curtain. We already recorded a full episode about street sharks, and then something went wrong. Something went awry. Something went awry in my computer, where like the second half of the episode only, that audio is just gone now. So, the first half we recorded the first time <laughs> we did it, and we were enjoying the beer and everything. Uh, now, this is a couple days later, because... Something happened, so we have to do it again. Which of the episodes to happen to, I'm glad it was this one. Because imagine, Dustin, if we had to like talk about Sharknado again. I would have quit. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> it. Podcast <laughs> over. Stop doing it. But uh, So not normally how we do it. We're not drunk on the beers we were drinking. No. Nope. We have other beers now that, have, that aren't. Oktoberfest, what do you got? What Speaking of, uh, I'm cracking a shake. I think we discussed this from Boulder Brewing. We have discussed it, yeah. And uh, it's delicious. What it's, can I say about it? It's a chocolate porter and has nothing to do with uh, Oktoberfest. Hey, there we go. <laughs> That's a good one. Because if you uh, remember the first half of the episode, we were drinking bottles. But now 
<laughs> We've switched to cans. We switched to cans now. Um, so anyway, Street Sharks. It's a cartoon, and it's um, it's about four teenagers who get turned into mutant shark people, and it's not like the Ninja Turtles. So like, don't even worry about that. It's a different thing. So you're gonna keep harping that it's not like it's, the Ninja Turtles. It's not like the Ninja Turtles. We're gonna keep at all. doing this. Yeah, we thought about this last time. I know we did, and I'm saying it's it's not like the Ninja Turtles. Okay, they don't even like pizza. They make a point in the first or second episode to say pizza, ew, burgers and shakes. Ah, shakes? Huh? We're drinking the shakes. Shake. Come on, yeah, that's pretty good. That worked out. It's almost better that we're recording. Uh, I think a few so. Days later. Yeah. Um, They also do have an underground lair, though, Logan, that is very similar to a sewer. But it's not a sewer, though. It's just a weird underground bunker. Okay. They do start the first episode in a van. But... So? Okay. Vans are everywhere. I've been in a van. Am I a Ninja Turtle? No. Argument diffused. All right. You are winning. All right. Um... But it's it's not like the Ninja Turtles at all. Like I know the villain has two sidekick that are also large mutant animal people, like it, like it, Bebop and Rocksteady. But it's it's not like that. He's though. also in a big metal like suit. Yeah, much like Shredder had a lot of metal on. Yeah, and I know Shredder and Splinter like used to I think be connected somehow. Kind of like Doctor Bolton and <laughs> and Doctor Paradigm, but it's not like. The Ninja Turtles. Okay. No one says Kawabunga like even once. So, what are you gonna say to that, huh? Isn't one of our sharks on rollerblades or roller skates? But uh, that's not a skateboard. There was a skateboard in the very beginning when he was a human. <laughs> I don't. Just sharks. They're different animals. Sharks and turtles. They are. So like vastly different very different animals it's true you got a reptile and yeah. a fish so okay see what i mean listen you are winning this argument yeah. hands down yeah are they color-coded with blue and <laughs> orange and the ones got the same kind of brown skin tone as donatello yeah maybe are you arguing against yourself i don't now? i don't know anymore is the problem you're confused i am confused you had a couple days to ponder on this i know I got all twisted around. I don't want to think about it either. Ugh. How much thought can you really put into Street Sharks? Well, that was that's the issue. Of, <laughs> that was what well, we recorded the first time, not to reference back to that, but we didn't have a lot to say, and now we got to do it again. Because, <laughs> I don't you guys remember Street Sharks, right? It's like Ninja Turtles, but they're sharks. <laughs> that's what Street Sharks is. <laughs> and it's, it's so blatant. It's so egregious that it's just, oh, this is, this is that. We're doing that. Yeah, we're just listen. We're selling toys. It, it, yes, that's the main thing. It's just it was very clearly like, well, we need a toy line to rival Ninja Turtles. What do you got? I don't know them, but sharks, and that's kind of what they did. And they're like, yeah, sharks All are pretty right. fucking cool. Get Vin Diesel to sell them. So, I want you to just go to YouTube right now and just go ahead and Google uh, Street Sharks Vin Diesel. Yeah, that, that's that, all you need. You'll that get brings it. it up. But it's Vin Diesel. In a leather vest, nothing underneath. 
He's really young. This is like 95, I think it was. Yeah. 94, 95 Toy Fair. Um, but he's got a leather vest on and a, a, what's around his neck, Dustin? It's a shark tooth. It's a shark tooth necklace, baby. And, and it's, it's majestic. And he sells the fuck out of these Street Sharks toys. He's earning that paycheck that He day. really is. Yeah. Then we've got Sledge the Hammerhead. Sledge the Hammerhead loves to floor the competition with the flying headbutt. Oh. You got me? Tell you, I want to show you something up close and personal. I've got something here with such fantastic detail, it's going to blow you away. Head shark! Who is Vin Diesel's toys attacking? Oh yeah, they have. It's a Ninja Turtle, but it's it's one of the troll ones they did with the, yep. <laughs> the hair on it. But that's right. They're literally eat all the toys are bashing a Ninja Turtle toy. I also noticed in that video because I watched it again. He calls them different names than they ended up being named in the cartoon. Oh, they must have like I, either changed them or like they weren't settled on them before the show. I, I'm wondering if that I want because I'm I have a. I'm pretty certain it was Toys First cartoon later. I'm sure. Which a lot of those back then were. Uh, you know, Ninja Turtles was based on a comic book, but they kind they revamped it to make it more kid friendly because the, the comic's really adult. Yeah, I remember kind of really reading adult. about that. Well, they straight up murder the Foot Clan members. Like it's <laughs> they actually use their swords and stuff. Uh, but like things like He Man and Transformers, those were all toy lines first, and then a cartoon was built around them. Yeah, that's that's crazy, right? Just to mm-hmm. be like, hey, we got these toys. What can you do? Basically, yeah. Well, because I think the He Man one, they were just like, we just we need something cool and 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 like buff that boys would like. And then the guy literally just drew up. He's like, oh, He Man. <laughs> and well, then, well, they, who's who's this villain gonna be? I don't know, Skeletor. Skeletor. <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, that's because that was Toyland first, and then became this cartoon, which then branched off other stuff. But look what came of these little tiny cartoons. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dolph Lundgren single-handedly launched his career. <laughs> he was he was already <laughs> around. I know. Rocky Four happened. No, uh, uh, yeah, it's. I don't know. This is one of those ones because watching the cartoon again, we watched the first two episodes of season one, and it's clear like the first three episodes are like as the pilot. Um, yeah, it's but they, we they, they always cut off. I'm sure to bring you back. They gotta yeah. leave on a sus- suspenseful note. Yeah, because it fades out. Well, it does well, actually it fades out, and then the the teeth come in. The street sharks' title teeth are like, Mah! and then you're that's, like, oh, and then you're like, oh. like Skeletor. <laughs> ah, I'll get you, street sharks. <laughs> and then the episode's just over, and we watched we watched two, and then I turned to Dustin and said, "Do you want to see how it ends?" And you went, "No, I'm good," and so. <laughs> I got my fill. It's here's my main thing about the street sharks. They're not heroic at all. No, it's uh, from what we witnessed, just pure destruction. Just, just absolute destruction of property. <laughs> like the second they become street sharks, they're just like the first thing they do when they become sharks is destroy a hot dog stand. Viciously, viciously. It's the first thing they do. Yeah. Because one just goes, I don't know about you guys, but I'm still hungry. And, and just, and that's the other thing, too. They're constantly eating things. They're like pillars. Oh, things that are like cars. Wildly unedible. Yeah. I. They're not goats. They're sharks. I don't know why they're constantly eating things. I think the thing I said last time was it was like 
someone they saw one scene of Jaws, and it's when they pull the license plate out of the stomach, and it's like, oh, I guess they eat cards. That's, <laughs> that's all the shark facts I need. I guess that's what sharks do. All right. Anyway, time to write a show. Clickety clack. If only this podcast would have been around, they could have been more accurate. You know what I mean? I know. Right. And we would have been podcast trailblazers. Yeah, because they really didn't exist. They didn't exist then. At no. all. There was just actual radio. Yeah. Right? So the basic plot, which I'm using that word loosely, <laughs> there's a guy named Dr. Paradigm. Yep, he's the evil evil man. Yeah, and you know he's evil because he's bald and has an eye patch and has a vague Eastern European accent. I think. It's it's a it's an accent to to nowhere. <laughs> I, I don't know where that voice comes from, but uh, and he's he's partners with Doctor Bolton, and Doctor Bolton has four teenage sons who, to skip ahead, become shark teens. And Doctor Paradigm has decided he wants to make sea creature people. It's not very clear what his plans are, but we know he's doing. <laughs> bad shit with some dna yeah he wants to well it starts out with him being like um once i combine the dna of a man and a lobster and a swordfish then i'll have the perfect being which that's a fucking leap i don't know where you get that from and then he fucks up and makes a a lobster person and a swordfish person anyway so i don't know what that whole trying to combine all of them was going to be. Yeah, it seems like he never really has a plan, solid plan throughout yeah. this whole show, I'm no, guessing. No, he is constantly surprised by what happens with his plans. Like every time he every time something happens, he goes because <laughs> he does the same thing when he does the street sharks. He decides to well, first he injects Dr. Bolton with something, he turns into a mystery creature we don't see ever again, I don't think. Maybe in later seasons, I have no idea. I read it. It doesn't sound like he really comes. Like he comes back again? as like a shadowy figure here and right. there. Well, because he, you see that in, in the second yeah. episode, you see like just a shadowy, just hairy man. Yeah. And then I read they talk to him on a, a monitor, but you don't see the monitor. So for some okay. reason, they really don't want to show this man. That's interesting. I don't know why. It because it seems like the the whole setup of the show. Yeah, as they're trying to find him and <laughs> setting up this man. The other thing I noticed about our horrible villain is when he does turn Dr. Bolton into that creature. Yeah. He steals his watch and then wears it in front of the children. Yeah. And they make it very clear they know that it's their dad's watch. What's even it? even the lab assistant gal knows, too. Yeah. Well, it's a very, it's like a yellow, oddly shaped Very distinct watch. watch. Like, yeah. yeah. And this is a guy that you have a connection to. That would be like a murderer, like murdering their wife. And then walking around wearing their wife's jewelry. <laughs> and then someone being like, hey, why are you wearing her jewelry? And be like, I don't even know what you're talking about. What? Where's my wife? <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be his reaction, it would just, too. It would just put way more eyes on you than, <laughs> than it would be averting. Because everyone right away is just like, that's that's Dr. Bolton's watch. What'd you do to him? Everyone is immediately like, what'd you do to him? So everyone knows Dr. Paradigm's up to some shit. Everyone knows he's evil as hell. And then he gets them, he gets the teens turned into street sharks. And then right away he's like, oh, if I can take out the human side that makes them feel independent, they'll obey my orders. You know, like sharks. Like sharks are solitary <laughs> creatures. Yeah. And then his plan is to inject them with piranha DNA because that's. Right. I forgot that's his way he's going to combat the human side is then to put piranha DNA into the shark DNA. And then he accidentally sticks himself with piranha DNA. And then 
was it, what does he fucking go by again? Is it Piranoid? It's Do- Dr. Right? Piranoid. Piranoid, yes. Piranoid. Instead of the very fucking obvious Dr. <laughs> Piranodime. His name's already Paradigm. Piranodime. It's it rolls off the tongue way better than Piranoid. Cuz you had to you even think like what is it Piranoid or Piranoid? Right. It does, what is it? He also becomes a fucking lizard in a later season. <laughs> he, he's trying to get raptor DNA because then also dinosaurs later, later on. Yeah, dinosaur people come into Street Sharks. Anyway, he wants raptor DNA and he gets iguana DNA. Okay. So he becomes Dr. Iguanazoid. Iguanazoid. Why? I don't know. Because already Iguanadime is better too. Dr. Iguanadime. <laughs> That's also better. Also, if you're going for raptor DNA and you accidentally get iguana DNA, that is like the great value brand. <laughs> <laughs> of dinosaur DNA. <laughs> so, I don't know. We've already talked about this. It's, I know it's hard to rehash. It's was just it's all it's fucking street sharks. You you know what it is. And honestly, my thing was I didn't realize because I, I I realized I had toys when I was a kid. Oh, I have some toys now actually, which I want to bring up. Uh, this is uh, I have. It's, that tells you nothing, but it's a just it's an actual toy. <laughs> that was the toy, so you know. It's on wheels, little remote control guy. I think I gotta get new batteries for. It. I have two. I can't find my other one, but I have two uh, Street Sharks toys because my uh, my good friend uh, Martin Felschman, who is one of the co-hosts of the Podzuki podcast, I mentioned that I, I watched the Meg for. Um, but he gave me when you go on the show. I was on it twice, and he always gives them. He gives the guests a gift that he finds at like thrift stores or whatever. So he found me a Street Sharks one for the first one, and then we did the Meg, and he's like, well, I, I got you another Street Sharks. And then today, I'm also kind of glad we actually are recording this, because just today in the mail, uh, I got a shirt from him that is a glow-in-the-dark Street Sharks shirt, which fucking rules. That's, um, that's some retro 90s yeah. wonderfulness. It looks like it's kind of off-brand, like it's not the Street Sharks Street Sharks, which makes it actually even more fun to me. <laughs> Because it's just kind of a shark in front of concrete. It doesn't really have, like, legs, I don't think. But it's glow-in-the-dark, so that's fun. You that's have to be fun for everyone. problem is you have to be careful with how you, you dry those, though. i got to be oh. careful with that, because if you dry them the wrong way, it'll, it'll, I think it destroys the glow-in-the-darkness of it. So now this is the shirt I've put the most care into. My Street Shark shirt is Oddly dry. Enough, it's, it's dry clean only. This is now <laughs> your fanciest shirt. Yeah. yeah, now the one I care about the most. Uh, but that literally arrived today, which fucking rules. Uh, it's kismet. Yes, Dustin, our our favorite word. Probably our favorite word. Probably our favorite word ever. Kismet. Yeah. Kismet. Uh, but so that's a, a a heavy shout out to Martin Felschman, one of the sweetest people I've ever met in my life, and a very very funny stand up comedian. So I have you know Street Sharks toys. I remember having Street Sharks toys as a kid, but I realize now I don't think I ever watched the cartoon really. I don't. I think I did either. I had the toys as well. Yeah. And seeing it now, I'm kind of like, oh, because it wasn't good. It wasn't a good cartoon. And I know it not just from being an adult now that now I'm like, mm, you know, it's not good. Like I still there's like you can watch Batman the Animated Series now and it's still good. You can still watch the Spider-Man one. You can still watch the Spider-Man one. I th- you could still watch Te- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Or X-Men. Did you watch X-Men? I loved X-Men. I loved X-Men. That one's, that one's watchable. Yeah. You know, so there's. You can still watch some of those shows now, but this one was so clearly just slapped together. Oh, um, yeah, they put no effort into yeah. it. And I didn't realize, too, I forgot about this, that they're called street sharks, not just because they're cool sharks on the street. They literally burrow into the concrete. Yeah, to further our argument of how destructive these assholes they're are. They're so fucking destructive. They just immediately can burrow through the street. Their fins just go along the streets. 
and destroy every road they go to. I mean, if 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 there were street sharks in your town, you'd hate these fuckers. Even if they were doing good things, they would be destroying streets oh, daily. Every other week, you're taking a fucking detour to yeah. get to work. Yeah. Every other week, because these assholes. It's different. A different route to work every day. It's gonna, your commute is going to be all over the fucking place. One of the first things to do is just like throw a Ferris wheel at somebody because they what, there's a there's an amusement park fight in yeah. one of the episodes, and. They just like Doctor Paradigm's there, and he's like, "I'll get you," or whatever. And their first thought is just like, "Let's throw his fucking Ferris wheel at him." And then they tip over a fucking roller coaster. Well, the other d- monsters do. They tip over a roller coaster. Oh yeah, and then they catch remember, it. Well, remember they tip the roller coaster, and then they immediately turn around Doctor Paradigm, and they're like, "Well, there, it's done." <laughs> and then the strange sharks just catch the roller coaster and push it back. Which again, this amusement park was open. There could have been people in these rides. Yeah, so they showed up, and they just ruined your awesome day. Yeah. Yeah. Your jawsome day. Your jawsome day. You paid good money to you go ride money. some rides. That's expensive. Take a family to an amusement park? Yeah. And then here come these yeah. sharks who come in. First, they ruined the road, so you, you can't really drive out either. They destroyed the parking lot. You can't get to your car. And then they threw the rides at some other idiots. And... So take away street sharks or assholes. I don't think they're heroes. No. I think they're, they're not even like anti-heroes. They're just assholes. Yeah. They just immediately Well, I like too how quick they brand themselves too. They're just immediately Whoa, we're sharks. We're the street sharks. And how let's accept, kick some fin. How accepting they are of Yeah. This horrendous transformation. Just immediately. Just like, I guess we're sharks now. Well, in the first two episodes, they only like name one of them. Yeah. But they'll because what are their names? Let's do the so, let's do the name. Right all right, now. let's run it down. Hold on, let me do this though. Oh, that's a bottle. <laughs> so our leader is named Ripster. Ripster, that's the one I. Oh, He's no, the not. one that got named because he he uh, ripped through a door. Oh, that's right. He's the only one who gets named in the two episodes we watched, and he he bites through a garage door, and then they're like, "Human sidekick is waiting outside." <laughs> And when I I love this. I wish more shows did this, more like superhero shows and stuff, because the guy throws like four nicknames at him at first. He's like, "Yeah, all right, the Rip Man, the Ripper Upper, Ripster." He like he does four of them, and then the shark goes, "Ripster, I like the sound of that." So he just picked one. I like that of just doing a wild pitch session. <laughs> like, and he's like, "Yep, okay, I'm Ripster. I'll take one of those." I would imagine a Marvel movie doing that. Or just they just threw a bunch of names. Iron dude, iron fella, <laughs> metal dad. Like, <laughs> yes, I will be Iron Man. Ah, okay, that was that's my least favorite. I named like four other ones first, but that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. You can be Iron Man. That's yeah, fine. whatever you want. If that's the one you like, you can be that one. Um, Jab, Jab is the um. If we remember from the Vin Diesel commercial, he's the puncher. <laughs> well, the thing now here's the thing though. Did I already mention that? In, yeah, it's different okay. name. Different name. In that one, he um. He's called Sledge, like yeah. Sledgehammer, which makes way more sense because he's a hammerhead shark. Yeah. Sledge is a great name for him. I wonder if Vin was just riffing. I do, part of me was wondering, because then Ripster has a different name, too. Is it like Jaws? or? No, that's a movie. Is it? Uh, <laughs> Have we watched that? What, what are we looking at here? We're looking at Boomer. This is Boomer. He's got the biggest mouth of them all. He's the whale shark. Say hello to that round mound of pound. And his power slam, very deadly. Oh, 
He loves to tenderize the competition before he eats him. Okay, so we just we dip back into the Vin Diesel thing, and yeah, so in the cartoon, it's Ripster, streaks, jab, and big, big slamu, which <laughs> is a play on Shamu, so it should be a fucking whale, but okay. But it, it, big slamu is Boomer in the Vin Diesel toy thing, and jab is Sledge, and then we yeah I saw too where where streaks is called what's it called like blades blades. Because he's on rollerblades this whole time. Yeah. It, it's funny finding a mystery you don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's just time. You're never going to get back in this research. That's all this. That's just if a, if a Sherlock Holmes mystery ended with him being like, but I don't fucking care. I'm going home to do more cocaine. Yeah. That was in the books. He liked cocaine. That's fine. Hey. Back then, everyone liked cocaine. Or was it opium? He liked one of those. So those are the fucking shark <laughs> This is funny to do again. Because <laughs> at least last time we were just kind of discovering it. Now we already fucking know this we've shit. Ab- we we've absorbed the information. Yeah, we already know we don't care. Uh, my favorite, though, of the side characters is uh, there's an orca that joins them, and his name is Moby Lick. I found a few more too. I want to throw. Because he's got you. a big tongue. Throw it at me. Well, we talked about El Swardo. <laughs> yep, El t- take it in. Take it in. That one, that one made me laugh last time. And like I think I said before, it reminds me of El Barto from The Simpsons. Uh, Spitor. Spitor. Oh no. Yeah. Gross. I got a better one. Ready? Yeah. Clam Mando. <laughs> Almost spit his beer out again. Why'd I drink right before you said it? Right. I looked you right in the eyes. You knew it was know. coming. I don't know. You even said I have another one for you. And I was just like, well, this will be fine. I think it was my delivery. It w- well, <laughs> I have further was a second. I was hoping it was just going to be clam. <laughs> Which I'm like, that's not crazy. <laughs> Which, it's clam mando? Yeah, with two M's. Oh, like commando. So it's, yeah. So it's like one word? Yeah. Clamando. But he is actually oh, no. in Clam, so that's why I put the emphasis on Clam no, I Mando. Know. I know, but even Clamando is definitely not better. <laughs> that reminds me of Clamato, the disgusting. Oh, those are, <laughs> those are so gross. Uh, Slobster. <laughs> no! Fuck off, yep. Justin. There's not a character named Slobster. Just right off their wiki. God damn it. And then the last one uh. Kilimari. That w- there's finally one good pun. Kind of makes sense, yeah. It's an octopus. Yeah, yeah. Kill Amari. That one is finally one that fucking works. They missed with Paranoid and Slobster. <laughs> what was it? Spitoid. What was the other one? Spitor. Spitor. And Clamando. <laughs> and Slobster. These, yeah, these do all sound like Pornhub categories. <laughs> well, that's like we talked about in our yeah. last episode. My movie pitch. <laughs> Which Sheet is sharks. a 70s softcore porn. Sheet yeah. Sharks. Sheet Sharks. Uh, wait, did we cover that in the last episode, or was that this one that got deleted? The one that got deleted. Oh, yeah. Dustin pitched me a movie called Sheet Sharks, which I'm very into. Uh, lady in the street, shark in the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> my my pitch for it is it's just a softcore deal, and it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a lady that once you get her uh, aroused, she becomes a shark and devours men. <laughs> just a, a straight up 
like Cinemax plot, <laughs> but it features Moby Lick, oh, El Swardo, <laughs> Spitor, El Swardo, Clemando. Oh, Clemando is a porn name. That's upsetting. That's truly upsetting. Anyway, that's we could be done with Street Sharks. Uh, there was a couple other things we went through that I'll go through again just because, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> that's the best reasoning I have is because fuck it. But it got me thinking about other shark cartoons, hashtag shark tunes. And uh, another one that I remember watching as a kid, though, that I actually did watch was Jabberjaw. You've never really seen Jabberjaw. Though. No, you showed me the picture and I yeah. did vaguely rem- recognize it, right. but never Cause, watched it. Because Jabberjaw, uh, for those of you that might know or don't know, uh, it, was a, it was a Scooby-Doo ripoff. So the first two shark cartoons that came into my mind were ripoffs of other successful cartoons. <laughs> yeah, because it's Scooby Doo, but what if Scooby Doo was a shark and talked like Curly from the Three Stooges? Um, oddly enough, voiced by Frank Welker, who did the voice of Fred from Scooby Doo, and it's a Hanna Barb. That's the same company made both. That's what I loved about those old companies where they would just rip themselves off because they're like, "Well, this is a hit. Fuck it, make another one. Who cares? Right? They don't care. It's more money. I don't give a shit. Yeah." People seem to like this format. Let's just do more of it. Uh, Jabberjaw, a 15-foot air-breathing great white shark, is the drummer for the Neptunes, a rock group made before teenagers. Biff, Shelly, Bubbles, and Clamhead. Not Clamando. Not Clamando. Clamhead. Clamhead, by the way, uh, is just literally Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. They don't even like give him a different face. Yeah, he's, you showed me the picture. It's he's wearing a different. He's wearing kind of like a. a uh, like a Jughead hat from yeah. from Archie, it's like a different color scheme, but it's it's Shaggy. But it's Shaggy. They live in an underwater civilization in the year 2067, so it takes place in the the deep future. Jabberjaw and the Neptunes travel to various underwater cities where they encounter and deal with assorted megalomaniacs and supervillains who want to conquer the undersea world. So this is a whole undersea country, I guess. It's a bunch of different places they go. I like to imagine. This is happening below the sea. Like right now? No, not right now. Oh. But it's happening below the sea, and then above the surface. Scooby-Doo's happening? No, it's the movie Waterworld. Oh. Huh? The whole world flooded, and just not not everyone got to live in the cities below. The poor people were left up top. It's like Elysium, but the other way. Oh. Huh? How's that? Uh, How's that for a fan theory? Yeah, that's going to light up the message boards. (laughs) But even in the Wikipedia for it, it's just like, yeah, no, it was a combination of Scooby-Doo, Josie and the Pussy, Pussycats, and Speed Buggy. <laughs> yeah, no, we just, we got other ones and we just cram them together. It's kind of like with, you know, back in the day when, like, Stan Lee would come up with superheroes, like, I don't know, and then Clamando. <laughs> like, he would just, like, pick a thing. Oh, yeah, if you go through Marvel and DC, the similarities. Oh, absolutely. The ripoffs are so, it just... It more depended who got popular first. Oh, absolutely. But there are yeah. ripoffs in every, all the way through. All the way through. Yeah, and then there's also uh, a movie. You know, there's cartoon movies, Sharktoon movies. We haven't talked about uh, Finding Nemo. Was one. It's got a shark in it named Bruce. Yeah, which is named after the animatronic shark from the first Jaws movie, which is named after Steven Spielberg's lawyer. Right. Yeah. Isn't that what it was? It was yes, named for his lawyer. That is exactly. There's also the movie Shark Tale. Which came out, I think, a couple years later, which is very clearly to ape off the success of Finding Nemo. Oh, yeah. And that's the one that had like Will Smith and Angelina Jolie. Kind of crazy cast for. It uh, had a ton of people. Jack Black, Robert De Niro. Well, because there's the sharks are like the mafia, because it's like it's a literal undersea city. Unlike Finding Nemo, where they're just anthropomorphic fish, 
living in the regular ocean. Yeah, this is now a society. Yeah, they have like cities and restaurants and shit because the 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 sharks are like the mafia and they literally have like an Italian restaurant <laughs> that they all hang out in. And the sharks look like Robert De Niro and Martin Scorsese. And that was something I thought about was like uh, having a shark that is Martin Scorsese. Does that do anything for any small children? Because the shark has got big fucking eyebrows and they give the De Niro one like the mole and everything. And, and even most of their parents, I feel like that's kind of obscure for um yeah for Scorsese your, like yeah, for your movie going audience to be like oh S- Martin Scorsese okay yes well I, I see what you did there now I feel like this movie is esoteric now I'm on board before I thought it was just kids fair but now that legendary director Martin Scorsese <laughs> as himself as a shark is here <laughs> I'm on board now yeah. Written by Scott Ackerman, who I'm a fan of. He wrote for Mr. Show and runs Comedy Bang Bang and created and directed Between Two Ferns and stuff oh, like that. Yes. So he's, but he, yeah, he fucking wrote that. But movie I guess he's too. like, hey, there's good screenwriting gigs for money, man. So what do you, you got? Hey, you got to eat. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's something else we talked about. Uh, the Batman. Oh yeah, Batman and his history with sharks. Well, off of street sharks got us thinking about other humanoid shark creatures in uh pop culture uh a one who's having a weird resurgence right now king shark king shark from he's a dc universe villain and it's strange he's starting to just be in a bunch of stuff yeah they are bringing him back in almost every platform yeah because he's in the new harley quinn cartoon that's on hbo max uh which is good i recommend it actually i'll check it out um because it kind of like i told you before it it feels like a 90s comic book cartoon that's got like that art style and that yeah. animation style but it's it's violent and kind of filthy good voice cast in it king sharks in that voiced by ron comedian ron funches and then he's also in he's gonna be in the new suicide squad yep the sequel that james gunn is directing he's gonna be played by comedian steve agee and then um oh he's in that new suicide squad video game that's gonna come out i think next year yeah i think they just announced they put out like a little teaser the teaser looks good awesome actually and it's it's um i believe it's made by the company that made the Arkham Asylum games, the first two, okay, Rocksteady, I think it's by them. I think you're right. It's a bigger one that I enjoy. Yeah, because there's that one, and then there's Arkham Knights coming out too. Yeah, where it's gonna be, which I can't remember if that's from that company or from the one that did Arkham Origins. All the sidekicks are gonna be. Yeah, and what a terrible title, Arkham Knights. Yeah. <laughs> Those Arkham Knights. Um. But yeah, but he's in. The, but the the teaser for that new Suicide Squad game looks fun. It's your your Harley Quinn, Deadshot, Boomerang. Yeah, I like how Boomerang King Shark. It. That's and fun. It looks like it's like four person co op. I think the story's gonna be really good because it shows Superman just straight up vaporize some yeah, dude. Yeah, he's evil. Because the game is called Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League. Yeah, and so it's. I think it's in this somehow the Justice League has turned evil, and now the Suicide Squad have to kill the Justice League, which is a really fun premise for a video game. Yeah, that'll be. But that is interesting that suddenly King, yeah, King Shark, Shark is, is all over the place now. I don't even know why. Yeah, is there a g- starting to be a shark surgeons? I don't well, know. And he's in the Flash as well. The oh, that's right. CW TV show. The C- I will say the Flash brought out like all the weird villains because they had uh, um. What's his name? Gorilla Grodd? Yep, the Grodd. I almost wanted to call him McGilla Gorilla, but that's a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> close. That was close. 
they brought out all the weird ones for that show. Which I well, they've done the whole uh, multiverse and stuff too. Oh they're, yeah, they're the yeah. ones who did that whole crossover event. Batman has also well, he also has another villain called Great White. Yep, who's just a guy but got fucked up. What was he, it? He was well, he embezzled a bunch of money from people, so he got thrown yeah. in Arkham for some reason. I think they tried to plead insanity. But, but it kind of backfired. Yeah, so he got thrown in I Arkham. Say, don't do that in Gotham, man. No, that's the... Granted, though, Arkham is constantly getting blown open and everyone escapes. You're probably so going to get out, yeah. Maybe it's actually the place to go right. if you have no intention of finishing if your you can, stay. If you can keep your head down long enough, yeah. you're probably going to get out. <laughs> One of your walls is going to get blown open, and so just walk out. But yeah, so he got put, but he got put in there with Mr. Freeze, right? Yeah, and then it like... Gave him really bad frostbite, so he looked really deformed. His nose fell his off. His nose fell off, and I think his ears fell off, too. I think you're right. And then he filed his teeth down and was just like, I'm a shark person Yeah, now. he just embraced. Uh, and then King Shark walked in, and it's like, that's a literal shark person. <laughs> well, then uh, Killer Croc, like, clawed, like, what they called um, uh, Dor- uh, the gills? Gills on him, wow, too. Wow, it's sad that neither of us could think of that word yeah. right away. <laughs> it's a pretty easy one. Oh, so those are made by Killer Croc? Yeah. It's kind of a weird story. Yeah, great, he's a very yeah, obscure villain. Yeah, great. He is a super obscure villain. Like I, I don't know him from any comics or anything. I just know him as a reference from because uh, he, he's not even in uh, Arkham Asylum. But if you know, you can solve the riddle, the Riddler puzzles, and you scan certain things for to like solve a riddle. And one of them is a jar that has a nose and ears floating in it. Oh, and once okay. you scan it, then it's it unlocks the story of Great White, and it's like this fucking weirdo. <laughs> Is trying to look like a shark. He just he more he looks like uh he looks like chameleon from Spider Man. Yeah, that's who he looks like. Yeah, he just looks like a weird little alien. He's just a fellow. weird pale fellow with sharp teeth. But yeah, great white, cool. But but then <laughs> Batman is also has a history with the literal shark because in the classic, I'm not sure what year it was out, but they I think 1960. I well I don't think the movie was out in 1960. Oh okay. the sh- The show was in the 60s, right? early 60s but so the original batman tv series starring adam west they made a movie then off of it that came out i want to I say like 69 I okay think, i think it came out um where batman famously uh, has to fight off a shark because he's hanging from a rope ladder to a helicopter or to the bat to the bat copter bat copter or bat wing or whatever bat i think it's a bat copter the bat, in the, the bat Ze- adam west days the bat zeppelin uh, <laughs> the, the bat hot air balloon uh, but he's trying to climb up to that, and a shark's got a hold of it, and so he pulls out a can of shark repellent <laughs> and sprays the shark in the face. And that just became this kind of notorious joke of Batman having shark repellent. It's shown up as references in like comedic things. Oh, yeah. Uh, Teen Titans Go, I remember, did a gag with shark repellent. Um, oh, he, there's in, uh, in Arkham City you get killed by sharks if you it, when you entered the museum to go after penguin yeah and there's the ice server spot if you make too much noise you get attacked by a giant ass shark so batman's got a weird relationship with sharks a, a strange history with sharks yeah it's really interesting that there's multiple villains and then also just the actual creature he's got a history with of sharks they did some oh i mentioned it to you before but i also found they're on hbo max too but the uh they did a two animated movies and this was in, it was in 2017, but they did them off of the 1960s Batman, and so it's voiced by Adam West and Burt Ward, who played Robin, and it's it's they do like a a campy, silly version of it, but it's it's in that style, but it's an animated movie voiced by those guys. Okay, that sounds like it could be pretty fun. The second one has Two Face in it, and that's voiced by William Shatner. 
Oh, so wow. I'm going to watch these. So they're embracing. Yeah, well, they even brought back uh, Julie Newmar because she was she was the second Catwoman. Catwoman, yeah. Because first was Eartha Kitt, right? Is that the order they went in? But she was she was one of the Catwomen. Yeah. But she's Catwoman both of them, too. Oh, wow. So it's literally taking the 1960s series but putting it in like a DC animated movie. That that could be pretty fun. But they, yeah, they yeah. play it kind of cheeky, I think, because the, the, I remember the – promo i saw for it was just straight up just jokes it's just them but it's but it's adam west just old chum let's go like uh so i'm gonna get well i I was just scrolling through hbo max i'm like oh fuck those are on here we talked about them i'm gonna gonna check those out yeah that'll have to be a yeah something to throw down yeah something after a few beers absolutely feel feel bruised with the boys a couple of brewskis and the batman a couple of bruising boys and batman uh well, do we have literally anything else to say about street sharks? No. Okay. Don't do it. <laughs> Seems to be our message. I mean, you can. The whole fucking series is. It's on YouTube. It's all of it's on YouTube now. Yeah. It looked like the first season was just those three episodes. Yeah. I wonder if they just did it as like a a test, like a launch thing, and then I wonder if that was to just get the toys yeah. off the ground. The yeah, they probably had a commercial attached with the toys that's what i'm wondering if, if that's how they approached it because the fact that it's just those three episodes are the first season at least on youtube i didn't do any more research because like i said it's a mystery that neither of us give a shit about well okay then we're done we did this again i'm proud of us for, <laughs> for recording a fucking street sharks a second time it was a little harder than i thought it would be right it felt weird yeah. we've been sitting here kind of almost very, scrambling very forced <laughs> Oh, incredibly forced. <laughs> we would not be doing it if we didn't lose half the fucking episode. Which, by the way, when I tried to resolve it just in like uh, Apple, Apple Help Forum, people were just like, yeah, that happens sometimes. You can't get it back. And I was like, God damn it. If I had it backed up properly, it wouldn't be an issue. But so sometimes GarageBand apparently just goes like, no, no, you lose that. It must, have been, it must have been a pretty rough episode. I'm I'm done with your shark talk. <laughs> yep. My computer's rebelling against me now. Well, and there it just went to screensaver. I was worried it just shut off for a <laughs> second. Well, okay. That's going to do it for this episode. Uh, sorry. F- sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we tried. We tried. We had to fix it. We did our best to fix it, okay? Go watch Street Sharks if you want. We don't care. Uh, next episode, we are finishing off the uh, Jaws franchise. Yeah, we made it through. With Jaws The Revenge to tie to Batman again. Michael Caine's in that movie, and he plays Alfred Oh man, in the Dark Knight trilogy. I huh? love all these connections. Right? In this Sharktober universe that we're in. <laughs> yeah, the Sharktober cinematic universe. <laughs> but that's what we're doing. And that's going to be our last movie we're going to watch, too. Yeah. Because then our final episode, we're just going to do kind little, of a wrap-up. A little review, yeah. Review, we're going to, yeah. We'll, we'll more about that uh, in the next episode. But anyway, I'm Logan Nielsen for my co-host, Dustin Pixley. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Sharktoberfest. And as always, the bison, the kompfen, the treten einer flosse auf. Jawsome! I'm going to Rocky Balboa action. Do, 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 do.